Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Val III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of The Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. I don't know about anybody else. But I can just stay in this place. But if y'all can do me a favor, I can't sing, but I can. I want y'all to worship with me. Can we just declare that again? Ooh. Oh, how we love you! Oh, how we love you! Oh, how we that we need you. We need you on this morning. We declare our love for you on this morning. Come on. Oh, how we love. Oh, how we love. Thank you, God, for loving us first. Oh, how we need you. What nothing without you, God. We need you. We need you. We need you. Love your God. Somebody give God a hand clap. I could stay in that place all morning. So grateful for the worship team. So grateful that God's presence is in this place. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord is pleased with our worship. I believe the Lord is pleased with our worship. Before I go into the word of the Lord, I want y'all to do me a favor. You may not know him, but I want us to keep Bishop David Michael Copeland in prayer. I love him dearly. I want y'all to pray for him. Uh, He needs a kidney transplant. Uh, So we want to pray that God moves on his behalf. So let's keep him in prayer. Continue to keep my wife in prayer. She's resting, y'all. We only got a few more days. So I'm going to say nine more days. Yeah, we got nine more days. So we're believing God to keep her, watch over her. And all is well with the pregnancy. want to keep Mother Alvera in prayer as the Lord continue to deal with her body. And somebody say, sanctify us. Our prayer, and our prayer continually is that the Lord sanctify us. That the Lord may do wonders in our sight. I want us to go quickly to the word of the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want us to look at verses 18 through 22. I want y'all to know this morning that I wasn't supposed to be standing with the word this morning. But God had other plans. I was going to try to be preparing next to my wife. So, um, But the Lord had other plans. Somebody say this is a family message. It's a family message. So I want y'all to prepare your hearts for what I have to say today so nobody gets mad at the pastor. The Bible declares this, but now God has set the members, somebody say that's me and you, each one of them in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. But watch what verse 22 says. Now much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. Somebody say they're necessary. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject and look at your neighbor and tell him I need a summer body. Yeah, yeah, we all want that summer body. I want to minister from this subject, summer body, summer body. In the natural, many want a summer body, but not many want to put in the work that it requires to have a summer body. Yeah, yeah, somebody say the pastor want a summer body. 
I got to get my life together, y'all. We don't we don't put in the work that it requires to have a summer body. And hear this. Many who put in the work don't have the willpower so that that summer body might stay. Y'all know a lot of folk like to get good and look good during the summer. But what happens after the summer? Somebody say, give me staying power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to have a summer body and not put in the work. I'd rather rather have a summer body and not have the will to keep it. In other words, the fruit of their work is seasonal. Somebody say seasonal. In other words, y'all know folk will diet for a seasonal body. Yeah, they'll get cute for the, the class reunion, but after that, they pick up the Debbie Cakes. Uh, they're, they're, they're dedicated for a while for the summer body. Somebody say dedicated for a while. In other words, they only desire a seasonal body. Somebody say the devil is alive. If I'm going to get cute, somebody say I'm going to stay cute. Yeah, 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 I want to stay cute. I don't know about nobody else. That's a, that's a sad tragedy. It makes no sense to pursue something that produces fruit that is seasonal. I need y'all to catch what I just said because I need y'all to catch this in the spirit. Many of us pursue stuff that is only seasonal. I'm not going to put in that kind of effort and it be seasonal. Somebody say, I need it to be perpetual. Yeah, 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 I'm not, I don't know about nobody else, but I'm not going to sacrifice for something. I'm not going to endure my strength for nothing. And I'm not going to sow it into anything that is seasonal. And as it is in the natural, so it can be in the spirit as it pertains to the body of Christ. Somebody say, we want a summer body. There are many believers that, watch this, here's a sad tragedy. There are many believers, if we can be honest with ourselves, that we've sacrificed for local bodies and the fruit was seasonal. We've endured and exuded our strength into local bodies and the fruit was seasonal. And I don't know about nobody else, but I've sowed seeds into certain bodies and the fruit was only seasonal. Somebody say, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that, but I, I work hard for my money, so if I'm going to sow into something, I need it to produce fruit that is perpetual. Uh, that, in other words, they've labored for local bodies, and their labor was in vain. I think the greatest tragedy, watch this, is to labor for a local body that you eventually leave. Did y'all hear what I just said? I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I, I say this, and I don't care who's watching. Somebody say, this is a family message. Me and my wife talk about this um, quite often. That we gave our youth to a local body that we felt like was in vain. My, you know what? The 20s, when, when you got all your health. Somebody say, all your health. You got your little abs, you got all of that, you got your little money. You, you ain't got kids that you can spend money on so you can sow. Somebody say generously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, then you labor in a local body that you ultimately leave and the, seed, the, the fruit, somebody say it was seasonal. Ooh, that's a sad tragedy, y'all. I, I, and here's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to knock any church, but I can't afford for Sh- Minister Chantel's labor in this local body to be in vain. I don't want y'all to waste another Sunday. I don't want y'all to waste another offering to produce fruit in this body. That is seasonal. I don't know about nobody else, but I work. Somebody say I work hard for my money. If I'm going to sow into the way church, I needed to produce fruit. Somebody say that is perpetual. I don't know about nobody else, y'all. I could be on a cruise. I could be doing a whole lot of other things. So if I'm going to sow, if I'm going to labor, I wanted to produce. Somebody say fruit. So, so, so the critical question we got to ask ourselves is why and how can we labor in a body and our labor be in vain? Oh, I don't think I put it up there. But notice um, what Paul declares to the church at Galatia in the New Living Translation of Galatians 4, 10 through 11. He says, you are trying to earn favor with God by observing certain days or months or seasons or years. Here's what Paul says, I fear for you. Perhaps all your work, my hard work with you was for nothing. Some versions say my labor might be in vain. In other words, he posed this question to these believers at the church at Galatia. Paul was saying that the believer's service in the body was self-centered. Tell your neighbor, don't let your service be self-centered. 
Because whenever your service in a local body is self-centered, your fruit will always be seasonal. Yeah, don't get mad at the pastor. Your, your label was self-centered. In other words, somebody might be saying, what do I mean? What do I mean? The sad reality is that we have many believers that feel churches more concerned about what God can do for them rather than what God can do corporately. I don't want to worship with nobody that's just concerned about what they can get from God and cares nothing about what I need from God. I, 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 and, and, I, and I get it because we're wrapped in flesh. Many of us come expecting what God can do for me, but not what God can do for my neighbor. And we wonder why we're laboring in a place and the fruit that we receive is seasonal. Somebody say, I've been self-centered. Yeah, I've been self-centered. So believers, watch this, are more concerned about laboring at a church for their own personal platform, laboring for their own prosperity, and laboring for their own personal agendas. Somebody say the devil is a lie. What God always wants to do in the midst of a believe in believers is a corporate work. Somebody say it's corporate. Yeah, it's corporate. So in other words, if Miss Nicole does not receive what God has for our life, I miss out on something. Somebody, look at your neighbor, tell, you, tell your neighbor, I need you to get all that God has for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we come to worship, we've got to be focused on my neighbor, making sure that God does all that he needs to do in their life. Because somebody say, it impacts me. And watch this, so in other words, God's body, his body matters, and this is why we must assess our motives in the body. Somebody say, look at your motives. And I'm going to tell you why. L listen to what Ephesians chapter 5 verse 27 says. I'm losing my voice, y'all, so stay with me. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that he should be holy and without blemish. This is Christ saying, I'm not coming back for an individual believer. I'm coming back for my body. Somebody say his body matters. He's coming back for his bride. So tell your neighbor, you matter, you matter. Lord is coming back for his bride, the body. So despite what you may believe, hear this, God is more concerned about his body than the individual believer. And I need to change somebody's theology. Therefore, if God is concerned about the state of his body, somebody say, so should I. This means, watch this. If I receive my blessing, then I should be, I should care as much as my neighbor receiving theirs as well. If I receive my breakthrough, I need my neighbor to receive their breakthrough as well. Hey, watch this. If I, if I receive a burden lifted, I want my neighbor's burden to be lifted as well. And somebody might be saying, why is this significant? Notice this. I need y'all to hear this and hear this real well. The beginning portion of 1 Corinthians 12, 26 says, and if one member suffers, somebody say all of us suffers. And I know many of y'all can attest to this. I said, I can't be a pastor and I know I'm doing well and one of y'all ain't doing well. Somebody say, that's, that's, out of order. that's out of order. And how many times can we worship next to people who aren't doing well? Somebody say, that's dangerous. Somebody say, I want a summer body. I hope y'all do. That, that, that means we should not sleep well if another in the body is suffering. I don't sleep well, y'all, when I know marriages are going through. I don't, I don't sleep well when I know that somebody is wondering and worrying about where their next meal will come from. Woo, somebody say, not in this body. I don't sleep well because when one suffers, we all suffer. And it's important to note, watch this, if you have no burden for another that is broken, then you may need to question your connection to the body. Woo, I hope I don't lose my voice, y'all. If I have no burden for another that is broken, you may need to question your connection to the body. And we sit 
in places of worship next to folk that know I'm broken but have no burden that for my brokenness. Listen, I'm not going, somebody say don't waste your time. Help us, God. Uh, because God's body, watch this, is bigger than you. And despite what you believe, there are some so-called believers that smile when other believers are suffering. That are, that are apathetic when other believers are afflicted and have no burden when others are broken. Somebody say the devil is a lie. And if that's your testimony, you may not belong to the body. Somebody say, check my heart. Help us today, God. And I, I want y'all to know the reason why I believe God orchestrated this. I wasn't supposed to preach today, but I can't allow that to be the testimony of this body. Somebody say, it can't be our testimony. God ain't going to trust us with nothing if that is our testimony. Someone say, I don't want to waste my time. I don't know about y'all. I'm getting older by the day. And I ain't got time to waste. Therefore, my prayer this morning is that we commit to strengthen this local body this summer. But even more, I want this. I don't want the fruit of our local body to be seasonal. Yeah, don't let it be seasonal. So here's the critical questions we got to ask ourselves. Why and how must we prepare our local body so that our fruit might be Somebody say perpetual. I want it to last. Whatever God puts in Pastor Cole's hands, I want it to last. Whatever God puts in Mr. Jeffrey's hands, I want it to last. But it determines, watch this, the state of our body. Somebody say we want a summer body. So I believe we find the answers to these questions in our foundational text. We find Paul admonishing these believers at the church of Corinth about the importance of their local body. And it's important to note that these um, believers at the church of Corinth, notice this, they dealt with division. Somebody say division. division. Read your Bible, look at the church of Corinth, they dealt with division. Then they also dealt with deceit. Somebody say deceit. deceit. You had folks lying to one another in this church. And they, not only that, they, fed, they, they wrestled with debauchery. Somebody say debauchery. There, there was one who was sleeping with a mother-in-law. Somebody say that's debauchery. So, 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 so in other words, why would Paul it tell this local body who were filled with deceit, who were filled with division, and who had demonic behavior? Why would he tell them this? In other words, he was saying that he doesn't need a people that are perfect, but a people that are, pers are pursuing a fruit that is perpetual. In other words, can we make his body a priority? In other words, they were feeding their flesh. But Paul says, all you got to do is make my body, somebody say a priority. God don't need you to be perfect. Because somebody say the pastor ain't perfect. Yeah, so no, that means none of us ain't perfect. But God says, as long as we make the purpose of his body our priority. That's good news to me that we don't have to be perfect. But God's purpose for his body must be our priority. So watch this. I just want to walk the text. And I want to see how we can produce fruit that is perpetual. Let's look at verse number 18. The Bible says, but now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Your connection to the body. Somebody say this is a family message. So I know we may have people watching and visitors, but this is for our body. Your connection to this body is not circumstantial, but it is the calling in your life. Somebody say it's my calling. And how do I know that? Because when God orders your steps, he also ordains the local body that you're connected to. That's for folk that their steps have been ordered. Ask your neighbor, have your steps been ordered? This is why Psalm 37, 12 reminds us that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That means not only have each of us been called here, but we have a calling here. Somebody say, there's a calling for me in this place. I just need to understand why we're here this morning, why we're connected to this church. And somebody might be saying, what do I mean? 
it's God's will for us to be here, then he has a work for us here. Someone say, everybody got a job. I need us to understand the reason that God sent you here is because there was something missing and God needed you to fulfill it. Somebody say, he needs me here. Because God has a purpose for where he places you. If you're struggling with your purpose about what in this place, you mean you may need to question, did God place you here? Ask your neighbor, did God place you here? And this is why we must prepare and posture this local body. That we must understand that our connection to this body is the providence of God. I need us to hear that and receive it. Because if you don't believe that this is the providence of God that you're here, when a problem arises, you'll leave. Did y'all catch what I just said? When, when Pastor Keith ain't known it, somebody say, I'll leave. Did y'all catch what I just said? When the keyboardist ain't here, I will leave. So I've got to make sure the reason why I'm here, somebody say, it's providential. I thank God for providential folks because there's going to be some days where Pastor Keith is off, but I don't need y'all to leave on a bad day. Come on, you're right. Y'all don't leave me, don't leave me. Because I'm going to have some bad days. Because watch this. So the critical question, watch this, we got to ask ourselves is, has God set us here or have we set ourselves here? Because our text reminds us that it is God that has set the members of his body. Because watch this, you will never prosper in a place that you've been pressured to come. Somebody say, don't pressure me. Let me hear from God. Don't, don't, somebody say, don't pressure me. And I need to, I need to drop this off real quick. This is why the Bible says that we should not give under compulsion. Uh, Because if you're pressured to do anything in God, watch this, it's going to be a problem. Somebody say it's going to be a problem. Yeah, it's going to be a real problem. Because the quickest way for your place to be seasonal in a local body is when you've set yourself at not the Lord. Because if this is the church, um, is to fulfill the call of the Lord over this house, it's dependent upon those that the Lord has called here. Somebody say, I need God to call me here. And here's why I need God to call y'all here too. Because all that God has envisioned for this house will never come to pass with folk that are temporal. Did y'all hear what I just said? Somebody say, Pastor Keith can be on vacation. I might as well retire now if we think this is just a good thing instead of a God thing to do. Some of y'all can be at the beach like me and my family was yesterday if this is a good thing and not a God thing. Somebody say, don't waste my Sundays. Yeah, because if this, watch this, it's dependent upon those that God has called here. So I got to ask us some questions. I'm just asking, did we hear the Lord concerning this church? Did the Lord touch our hearts concerning this church? Did we heed the Lord concerning this church because I feel like we have some folk that heard God but they heed them did you heed them somebody say did you heed them and somebody might say why are these answers to these questions significant because as I said before I'll say it again wherever there is community there will ultimately be conflict the reason why I need God to make sure he's called me here whenever you get around a whole bunch of folk somebody say especially black folk there's going to be conflict I'm telling you, and I'm telling you not what I heard, I'm telling you what I know. There's going to be conflict, so I need the God to call me to this place. Because the good news is, when you've been called to a place, our calling will give us the grace to endure conflict. This is why you might think my family crazy, and I'm just speaking in general terms. I can endure it because I've been graced to be in it. Don't call my family crazy. Somebody say, I got grace. So I want grace to be able to endure all the conflict. And people come to church thinking it's going to be perfect. Somebody say, the devil is a lie. It's not going to be perfect. I just got grace to deal with it. Somebody say, I got grace. The reason I ain't knock you out is because I got grace. The reason. 
didn't go off on you is because I got grace. I hope y'all know that. I got grace. Tell your neighbor I got grace. Yeah, I got grace. Because watch this. Grace will give you the strength to listen to the one that offended you instead of leaving. Somebody say grace. Grace will give you the strength to love on that one that lied on you. Somebody say grace. And don't be crazy because folk in church will lie on you. I had grace. And grace will give you the strength to mend with the one who ran their mouth on you. Somebody say, God, give me grace. Yeah, God, give me grace. It's not easy, but you can endure conflict when you have grace. So don't be telling somebody in a marriage what they need to do and how they need to leave. You don't know the kind of grace on their life. What you may not put up with, you don't have the grace to put up with. But somebody say, I've been grace. Yeah, I don't need nobody telling me to leave my wife. I ain't saying I'm going to leave because I ain't leaving her, but I've been grace. So, 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 consider what Paul, and watch this, the good news is grace is available in the place that you've been called. If you want grace, you've always got to go to the place that you've been called. I don't know how I have not yet to lose my mind at my job, but I realize it's because of grace. I'm like, Lord, I'm about to pass out at this job. But thank you for, somebody say grace. grace. Folk that shoot up um, office places are the people who are in places with no grace. That's good. Ooh, somebody say, Lord, give me grace. I, I pray for all our teachers and, and our administrators and those that work in the school system. And we wonder, some of them work in Title I schools, Miss Smith, I'm praying for you, but you've been given grace. Ooh, somebody say, thank God for grace. Consider the grace given Paul and Silas in the journey that the Lord called them to in Acts chapter 15, verse 40 through 41. But Paul chose Silas and departed being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. The only reason that Paul and Silas could do the work that they've been called to do is somebody said they've been grace. Where you can strengthen folk that know Need something else other than strengthening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you can hug on folks that done caused you hell. Somebody say, I've been given grace. Yeah, I've been given grace. So I don't want to be in a place where I got to deal with folk and I have no grace to deal with them. So, so, so my connection to the body, somebody say, it's providential. We can strengthen our neighbors, we can deal with those that get on our nerves because somebody say church folk can't get on your nerves when I've been called to that place. Y'all, when I've been called to that place. Listen, some of y'all, I ain't got to call no names, have come up to me and they ask me, Pastor Keith, if are me and you cool? Is everything straight with me? And the only reason we can have those kind of conversations is because we've got grace. I like that, y'all. Somebody last week said, Pastor Keith, I thought you was calling me out of your message. And I said, I probably was. <laughs> no, 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 no. But the only reason he could ask me is because we had grace. We could eat, we could laugh, we could smile. He could ask me a difficult question and we still be at peace. Somebody said, I had grace. That's good news to me, y'all. That's real good news to me. It's some folk that you don't want to give grace and you want to slap them because I have no grace. So hear this. I said that it's providential. So let's look at verse number 20. Somebody say, I want a summer body. Verse number 20 says, but now indeed there are many members, yet one body. So as a local body, we must be careful not to demonize what is different. I'm going to challenge somebody's theology this morning. Don't demonize what you think is different. Because you grew up Kojic and they grew up Baptist. Because you grew up Baptist and they grew up AME. Because you grew up AME and they grew up non-denominational. Because you grew up non-denominational and they was a sinner from birth. And they just came in the church. Somebody say, don't demonize what is different. And we've got, this is why people in the world don't want to come in the church. Because we demonize what's different. We've got to be careful not to demonize What's different? Just because they don't pray like you doesn't mean it's not of God. Just because they don't praise like you does not mean it's not of God. Just because they don't proclaim God's name like you does not mean it's not of God. 
Because even what's different can still be divine. Now that's good news right there, y'all. I ain't got to have no hoop, but I can still be of God. And I can go in some places, and because I do not hoop, they think I have no anointing on my life. Somebody say, don't demonize what's different. The body of Christ has become raggedy, y'all. Somebody say raggedy. Yeah, they become real raggedy. Because watch this. God uses the diversity of the body for his glory. That's good news. I, I don't have to be intimidated by how Minister Chantel prays. I don't have to be intimidated by how Minister Laisha worships. I don't have to be intimidated by how Minister Deacon and Cindy can seek the face of God. Because even what's different, somebody say it can be divine. God don't need multiple Deacon and Cindy's. Somebody say he just need one. Yeah, he just need one. Consider what Paul declared in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 22b through 23. The Bible says, I've become all things to all men that I by, by all means save some. Some versions say win some. Now I do this for the gospel's sake that I may be a partaker of it. Someone say with you. In other words, Paul understood to reach, in order to reach God's diverse body, there needed to be a diversity of the gifts. Someone say gifts got to be diverse. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the people that my mama can't reach, I can't reach. The people that Shakita can reach, it's some rooms that I can't get into, but she's going to be able to reach them. The people that Pastor Cole can reach, I may not be able to reach, but I've got to celebrate his gifts. And we want everybody to be like everybody else. I've seen some people so scared to get in the pulpit and some houses because they feel like if they don't mimic or look like a certain thing, they will not be received. Somebody say that's a sad tragedy. Now while all y'all acting the same, there's somebody in the back that needs a unique word from God. And somebody say, you missed them. Ooh, Jesus, help us on today. Help us on today. In other words, there must be a diversity of God's gifts. And this is why if we desire for this local body to be prepared and our future to be perpetual, we must understand that the diversity in the body is the purpose of God. Someone say it's the purpose of God. I don't want nobody telling me about who they don't want in the pulpit because you may not be the person that the word needs to come to. It may be somebody else. And the person that's in the pulpit is designed, somebody say, to deliver the word. We get so dependent upon the pastor, one worship leader, one person who can pray. But somebody said, we need all the gifts. Yeah, we need all the gifts. In other words, God has given each of us gifts that are different to be used for his glory. Watch what 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10 says. God has given each of you. Somebody say, that's me. I, I'm not saying the people who got a title. Someone say, that's me. I'm not talking about the people that's been saved for 30, 40 years. Someone say, that's me. And the churches that die are the churches that only use the same few people time and over and over again. Someone say, all of us got a gift. You ain't taking time to know what my gift is. This means none of us are void of a gift from God. That should make somebody happy. That I can sit down knowing I got a gift. It ain't, it ain't just up to Pastor Keith. Someone say, I got a gift too. But you got pastors don't want other gifts to shine in the body. Ooh, someone say, that's dangerous. That means God has prepared each of us for his purpose for the body. So hear this, I need to hear this, I say this and say this real well. The day you feel insignificant, the day you feel invaluable, the day you feel irrelevant to the body is the day that you have inhibited the body. So you just thinking you just carrying a little pity party. Ooh, nobody don't, nobody don't recognize me. Nobody don't want to use me. Nobody don't notice my gifts in me. The day you feel insignificant is the day you've inhibited the body. Somebody say, don't handle the body. Because the local body can't prosper. I need somebody to catch this void of your purpose. No matter where you are. Philip, the local body can't prosper void of your purpose. No, 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 no matter what you do, no matter where you are, somebody say we cannot prosper. 
help us today. Notice what the latter portion of Ephesians 4 to 12 reveals. Why Christ gave us a diversity of gifts to those in the body of Christ. To equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church. Somebody say build up the church. There's something missing when Carla is, in, is missing in action. There's something missing when Mr. Jeffrey is missing in action. Ooh, somebody say I need to be built up. Yeah, I need to be built up. You, you may have not been in the pulpit today, but you gave somebody a hug, said I missed you, yeah. and you didn't know that it built them up. Yeah. You, you, you just said, hey, you've been on my mind. I've been praying for you. And somebody said, I built somebody up. You, y'all don't know how many times Miss Cindy sent me a text and it just shifted the trajectory of my day. Somebody said, it built me up. Help us, God. Help us, God. This means, watch this, the operation of the uniqueness of your gifts is what undergirds and uplifts the body. My unique gifts undergird and uplift the body. So could it be one of the reasons that the body, especially this local body, is not protected and our fruit is not perpetual is because you believe that your gift had no purpose. Look at your neighbor, say your gift has purpose. The diversity of the body is the purpose of God. And notice this, it's important to note that God had motives about how he made you. I I want y'all to know that when God made you, he had motives. I know it ain't always good to have motives, but sometimes there's good motives. So when God made me, somebody say, when God made me, he had motives. Notice what the Lord told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1.5. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, somebody say, I was set apart. This means Jeremiah was set apart for the unique purpose of God. And just as it was for Jeremiah, somebody say, so it is for me. Listen. He knew who your mama would be. He knew where you would be, what, what your background would be. He knew what your resume would look like. But, but somebody say he had motives when he made me. He had motives to set me apart for his purpose. Ooh, that's good news, y'all. And I'm going to drop this off. I want y'all to understand this. We can't demonize what is different. We cannot allow the enemy to cause us to believe the lie and to demonize what is different. But hear this, it's only demonic when what's different has not been submitted to the one that is divine. People have gifts that they use demonically. People will prophesy and use it demonically. People will pray for you and use it demonically. They know how to pray you right out of your drawers. Y'all, I'm I'm telling you what I know. So, 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 so. It, it, it will be demonic. I know it's different, but it's demonic when it's not submitted to the one who is divine. Every time I preach, I've got to stand. I stand and ask God, don't let no flesh glory in thy presence. Don't let me say anything that your spirit would not have me to say because I can be on that pulpit using a gift that is not submitted to the one that is divine and it becomes, somebody say demonic. There, there was a, there's a, a big church a, a, a mega church that this lady served with them. Still, she stole over six hundred thousand dollars from them. Did not know she had a gift that was not submitted to the one that was divine. Somebody say it became demonic. I'm gonna give you a Bible, First Peter chapter five verse six. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. The Bible says, set aside self righteous pride, so that He may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. Somebody say, submit your gift. And we've got to be careful not to submit our gift to a pastor. And then we allow this pastor to dictate my gift that is submitted under God. This is why I love you, Lay. I'm never going to deny you any assignment that the Lord has given you because that's not a gift submitted to me, it's submitted to God. Listen, the only reason I want to know about the assignment is so that I can cover her, not so I can dictate your gift. And you got pastors that will dictate the gifts of the body like they're God. Somebody say the devil is a lie. 
You ain't going to dictate my gift. I'm going to go where God calls me to go. I'm just telling you because I'm just telling you because I'm nice. That's the, that's the nice thing to do is to tell you. I appreciate it, Lay, but I just said, it's not my gift. Because if, watch this, if your gifts aren't submitted in God's hand, they are ungodly. I know you got a gift, but if it's not submitted in God's hand, somebody say it's ungodly. This is why we need the diversity of the gifts to be used for the purpose of God. I'm almost done. Let's look at verse number 22. The Bible says, now, no, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker, someone say they're necessary. The life of this local body has need of you because you're necessary. I want everybody to know that. Someone say, I'm necessary. I'm necessary. I'm necessary. As this local body will only prosper to the degree that we believe that we are priority to the body. Even more, this local body, hear this, is subject to fail if you fail to function in this body. Somebody say, I got to find a place to work. I don't know what that is, but y'all got to pray. And I'm, I'm just saying, God, give me a place to work. Somebody say that. Yeah, God, give me a place to work. I don't want this to fail. I don't want us to be doing this stuff in vain. I don't want to be sweating my shirts out every Sunday in vain. Somebody say, I can't, I can't afford it to fail. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves, what have I committed my hands to do to hold up this body? Where am I plowing to fulfill the purpose of this local body? Because the reality is, God never calls a believer to a place to sit. He calls a believer to a place to serve. Someone say, I got to know that. And here's the sad reality. I'm not... I'm not knocking these seeker-friendly churches and these mega churches where you can hide, get a word, and go on out. But somebody say that's a problem. And I would question if God has called you there. We love to say they got people that's doing it. They got enough hands to do it. Then why are you there? God will never send you to a place without giving you a job at that place. Because it watches. It is the service that strengthens God's people and God's body. What a sad tragedy it would be if Leigh would be in a house where her service was not needed. That's a a, a sad tragedy. What would it be if Minister Chantel would be in a house where her service was not needed? Someone say, help us today. God, God, and I need y'all to understand this. God is the greatest steward. So he's never going to place a gift in you that he has no intention of using. If that pastor don't want to use you and there's no reason from God not to use you, you may need to question your, your, your place in that church. Someone say, Pastor Keith won't everybody serving. Everybody serving. Everybody. That's, that's my mama too. I want to serve I love my mama, but she's going to serve somewhere. Because it's the service that strengthens the body. Notice what we're admonishing Galatians 5, 13 through 14. She can take a seat and still serve. You know, we, we can sit at the, the welcome desk, huh? the registration table. Watch this. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Not only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, somebody say, serve one another. Why, why, why do I need to serve one another? For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's something that is fulfilled in the body when I serve. So, so that, that means if I fail to serve, something in the body fails to be fulfilled. Somebody's destiny was tied to you serving. That was a word that you was going to give somebody that was going to change the trajectory of their life. But it failed to be fulfilled because you failed, tell I say, to serve. You don't, you, you don't know what your service might do for somebody's soul. What a sad tragedy, y'all. This is why I work in this body, especially this local body. Somebody say it matters to God. It's a priority, y'all. It matters to God. And if it matters to God, I'm telling y'all, it matters to me. 
you are necessary for this body and even the posterity of this body. In other words, somebody say the longevity. The longevity longevity of this church. Notice what our text says. Those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. This means, this is why all of us should find our hands working in the body. If your gift is to pray, you should be found praying. If your gift is to pour, it could be to teach or to encourage, you should be found pouring. If your gift is to simply to push, somebody, you should be found pushing. Somebody say, find yourself doing something. Doing something. So here's a word of wisdom. When you fail to find yourself serving, you can fail, you'll fail to be a good steward of what God has given you. God does not waste gifts. And I didn't put this in my text, but there's a parable about those that were given talents. Some use their talents and multiply their talents, but somebody, somebody say, and there was one who sat on their gift. And here's the dangerous thing. God could call you to use your gift, because, but because you sat on it, he'll take it away. Somebody say that's Bible. In other words, you can operate in a gift, but it produces no fruit. How many of y'all know pastors and preachers that can preach, preach people underneath their seats, but it produces no fruit? They had a gift that they did. They, somebody said they sat on. Yeah, they sat on. Our desire should be to be found faithful. This is why 1 Peter 4.10 says, as each one has received the gift, minister it to one another as good stewards. Some versions say serve one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. When we know that we weren't even worthy, worthy of the gift, I'm going to use that thing. When I know what my life used to look like and God would even entrust these dirty hands with a gift, someone say, you better, you better believe I'm going to use it. I know I was not worthy. It's the manifold grace of God. Our desire should be to found faithful. Therefore, this is why even when I'm tired, I use my gifts. Uh, Even when I'm feeling downtrodden because I know it's the grace of God. I use, someone say serve one another. We must ask God, hear this. I need us to ask ourselves, where can I use my gifts to serve this local body? that God has called me to. Because our work in the body is a priority of God. And listen, for those of y'all that's still trying to figure out what your gifts is, someone say, ask somebody. Ask somebody, ask ask the pastor, ask the ministerial staff, ask the pastoral staff. And matter of fact, someone say, ask God. God. Because God is the one that's giving it to you. Someone say, ask God. I promise you God will show it to you and he'll, he'll show you where you can use your gift for the body. I'm done, y'all. The ability for us to see perpetual fruit both in the body and the Christ at large in this local body is that we prepare our body. Someone say, I want a summer body. Yeah, I want a summer body. I want it in the natural too. I want a summer body. But my prayer is that this summer, but for the life of this local body, we want our fruit to be perpetual. Because for us to see the promises fulfilled for this body, we must be prepared as a body. Somebody say this a family message. I need us to change the shift in the way in which we look at our church. We, we're, we're real lax here. We're, we're friendly here and I want it to remain that way. But I don't want us to be so lax that we lose out on who God is calling here. All right. We've got to be looking for opportunities to serve. Somebody say looking for opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and, and watch this. There's something that you're missing because somebody in that seat is missing. I'm not doing this just to fill seats, y'all, but I want to fulfill the mandate that God has called for your life, my life, and the life of this body. Somebody say, I want to fulfill that assignment. So we must understand that our connection to the body is the providence of God. You got to make sure you heard from God and you heard from him clear. We talk about that in new members class. We got a new members class coming up. I don't want no folk that just think this is a good place to go, but I want folk that know that God has called them here. Our diversity in the body is the purpose of God. We should see the use and, and the activity of the different gifts in this body. Wherever that might be, that might be an outreach, that may be in the children's ministry, that may be with the ushers, that may be leading men, that may be in a dance ministry, but we've got to use our gifts. Someone say, use your gifts. Use your gifts. 
And just because you don't pray like Miss Cindy don't mean you can't be on the intercessory prayer team. If you've got a burden to pray, somebody say, we need you. Yeah, and the work in this body is the priority of God. In other words, all of us should find our hands to the plow. I want this church to be a church where the pastor can be missing, but the presence of God is still here. That the glory of God wrecks this house. That people who come in, they're not looking for who the pastor is. They're looking for the presence of God. Can we have a house where his presence dwells? And I believe we find good news to our preparation for this local body and the Lord's body at large in the latter portion of verse 26. The Bible says this, if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. This means when we endeavor to prepare our local body, watch this, we all receive the prosperity of God. When Marina is blessed, somebody say, I'm blessed. blessed. That's something that God wants to fulfill in all of our lives. And when Bree gets it, somebody say, I can be a partaker as well. I've seen churches where only a few will have testimonies and declare the goodness of the Lord. I see cliques. I see those that seem connected and close to the pastor and the leadership. And it seems like all of us are trying to climb up. But somebody say, not in this house. If the pastor going to be blessed, somebody say, I'm going to be blessed too. If the one in the back of the pew is blessed, somebody say, I'm going to be blessed too. But it, it matters the state of our body. Listen, Pastor Cole and Minister Dominique are going to teach us over these next few weeks because I'm going to be, I'm somebody baby daddy, y'all. I'm somebody baby daddy, so I, I got to go on paternity leave. But I need us to shift our mindset as a church. That, that, that if Pastor Cole ain't here, I got to find out where he was serving and make sure I'm there as well. That, 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 if, that if Pastor Keith ain't here to say who needs to do X, Y, and Z, that I step in where it's needed. Somebody say, this is my church. my church. This is not Pastor Keith's church. Matter of fact, somebody say, this is God's church. God's church. And, and why would we leave God's church, his house, in disarray? Somebody say, his body matters. Let's stand to our feet. Father, we thank you. I love y'all dearly. I love each and every one of you. I want to see each and every one of you prosper. And not just because I benefit, and I thank God that I can benefit from your prosperity, but I want God's call on your life, somebody say, to be fulfilled. So we're praying for our neighbors. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for the one next to us, God. We thank you, God, for the one that you have set me next to, God. I thank you, God, for the one that is worshiping with me in this body. God, they matter. God, I pray, God, against the spirit of self-centeredness, self-righteous pride, as Paul declared. Kill it, God, in us. Because wherever there is pride, the life of a thing is subject to be premature. I hope somebody heard that. Wherever there is pride, the subject, the life of a thing is subject to be premature. God, we can't afford for this body to die. Matter of fact, God, we can't afford for any vision, any dream, any assignment that that you've given us to die because we were filled with pride. God, we're concerned about our neighbor. Help us to be concerned about the one next to us, God. God, let us not just say it with words, but let us believe it in our hearts. We need them to survive. So, Father, we thank you for this body. Let us have a summer body, y'all. God, we want to look good. But not just for us, we want to look good for your purpose. Help us to know, God, that we are connected here because of the providence of God. We thank you, God, for everyone in this house, God. And, and God, we, are, we understand, and I want everybody to hear me, that we realize that somebody in this church may get on our nerves. Somebody in this church, God, may offend us. Somebody in this church, God, may do something that we did not think they would do. But God, you've given us the grace to deal with it because you've called us here. Help us to look over the faults of our neighbor. Matter of fact, God, if our neighbor is caught in a fault or has offended us, 
let ye who are spiritual restore such a one. God, help us to do that, God, because we've all been called together. God, we thank you, God, for the diversity in this body. I thank you, God, for every gift. I thank you, God, for Bree. I thank you for Miss Nicole. I thank you for Miss Ozzy. I thank you, God, for Mr. Jeffrey, God. I thank you, God, for Philip, God. I thank you, God, for Brandon, God. I thank you, God, for my mother, God. I thank you, God, for Deacon and Cindy. I thank you, God, for Pastor Cole, God. I thank you, God, for James and Brittany, God. I thank you, God, for this body and the diversity of their gifts. God, use our gifts for your purpose. It's not just up to the pastor, but it's God, it's up to the purpose that you've given us for our gifts. So wherever it may be, God, thank you, God, for Miss Carla. Thank you, God, for every mother. Thank you for Mother Deborah, Mother Betty, God, Mother Alvera. God, their gift may just be, their gift may just be an encouraging word, but God, we thank you for the gift nonetheless. God, because our purpose in our lives is fulfilled, when they fulfill the gifts, God, they've been given over their lives. So God, thank you for every diverse gift. Let us not call another diverse gift demonic as long as it's submitted under the mighty hand of God. And God, we thank you now. God, we thank you, God, for this, this body that you've called us to. Thank you, God, for the purpose that you've given us. We want you to be pleased, God, with this local body. We want to share in the prosperity of this body so find us working God every hand in this place let us put our hands to the plow for your word declares God no one is worthy of the kingdom who puts their hand to the plow and turns back so God I pray God every gift in this place find themselves working because it pleases you God keep our hands to the plow we pray and God will fulfill the assignment of our individual lives We'll fulfill the assignment of this church. We'll fulfill the assignment of the kingdom of God that you placed over us in this region. And it's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Ever believe that? Believe. Ever believe that? Believe that connected to this body. Somebody say thank God and amen. Somebody give God a hand clap of prayer. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hey, there may be somebody here this morning that says, I've never given my life to Christ. I can't be a part of the body because I'm still a part of the enemy's body. That's you and you say, I want to give my life to Christ. I want you to just lift up your hands. We'd love you to be a part of the family of God. Somebody may be watching this morning, said, I've never given my life to Christ. I've been watching, feel led, I feel compelled to give my life to Christ. I want to pray for you. Let's pray for that one. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, for the one that wants to give their life to Christ. Thank you, God, that they've heard your voice on today. For your word declares, God, your sheep know your voice and another they will not follow. So, God, they declared on today they want to follow your voice. And, God, you said in your word, God, if we could confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts, we can be saved. What are we confessing? That we're a sinner in need of a Savior. That that Savior is Jesus Christ. And that will allow Jesus to Lord of our lives. They're declaring that on today, God. So, God, I pray now, God, that because of this declaration and confession, that they are saved. You said, God, that in your word, anyone that you put in your son's hand, no man can take away. Let them know, God, that their salvation now is secure. And every believer who rejoices with heaven, somebody give God a hand clap of praise for that saved soul. Do me a favor. If you're giving your life to Christ, I just want you to send a message to our Facebook page. Somebody will connect with you. Um, we will follow up with you. The Bible says that we should make our election and our salvation sure. We'll make sure what you've declared on today is sure. Amen. Now there may be somebody else who says, I want to be connected to this body. I've been visiting. I've been watching. I feel like this is the place I need to be. Not the place I need to be, but the place that God is calling me to be. That's you. I think we all family in this place. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. If you got anything out of the word, give God a hand clap of praise. Now, I need y'all to, to come back next Sunday. Pastor Keith won't be here. I'm expecting a baby by next week. Somebody say I got nine days. Amen. That's the call. Praise the Lord. I'll have sign-up sheets in the back for, for the body. If you're not serving, come and serve again. 
No, that was not the point of the message, but it was the point of the message. Praise the Lord. Um, Because sometimes we could just find ourselves um, being very relaxed. Believe me, I went to a church and I was resting. And then I found myself antsy because I was resting too long. And God has called us all to serve. That is so much the truth. And it's the truth here at the Way Church of Tampa Bay. So please, if you haven't been connected, if you've just been going, um, and if you've just been viewing online, come in the building. We need you too. Um, We want you to be fully connected. Because when something goes wrong, the only way we know is that you're fully connected. You know, I remember a tragic story from years ago. Um, Someone hadn't spoke to someone and he had passed away in his home. But because he wasn't connected, they didn't even know. Um, Well-known person in the church, but had disconnected for a while. And this person had passed away. And for days, no one knew. Um, But when you're fully connected, um, we can know what's going on in your life. And I believe God has ordained that. And if that's for the church you're supposed to be, come on, ask those hard questions. And Pastor Keith said, you know, that that this might not be your church. Ain't that, ain't that a hard question? People don't want to say that in a church. You want everybody to stay, but maybe this is not your church. And we love you and we want you to be here. But if you're not serving, maybe it's maybe it's not your church. But we want you to be here. We're still opening the doors. You can still be a part of it. And so we got some announcements for those that are connected and want to connect a little bit more. Um, on today, as a reminder, we are hosting a lunch and learn immediately following service for those that can stay. Hosea 4 and 6 reminds us that the people of God perish for the lack of knowledge. So we have a guest speaker who will share some knowledge and wisdom uh, with us about the importance and the benefits of life insurance. promise you this is extremely important. So 15 minutes after benediction, join us for food, fellowship, and some essential facts about life insurance. So important. Please, if you can stay, please stay. Uh, also, we during the summer months, the way church is preparing for summer body, our summer bodies, we encourage the child church to come and we're going to be expanding our local body this summer. We're asking each of the members to invite at least one of them individual to worship during the Sundays of June and July and go ahead and make it August too because it's always summer here. We're in Florida. Praise the Lord. Uh, We're believing God that our local body will expand on this summer and also not just that Um, If you've joined our church, if you've joined our church in the past couple of months and have not yet completed our new members classes, um, or if you're serving and already got a ministry title and you didn't finish the new members class, I want you to come too. Praise the Lord. Uh, But we're going to have sign-ups coming uh, today for the up-and-coming Covenant Connection classes. These classes will help you understand the purpose of our church and how we have been called to help and fulfill that purpose. Uh, The first set of classes will start next Sunday, July 9th. Please sign up via the sign-up sheet in the rear of the sanctuary on today. Is that all right? I got a couple more. All right. All the women of the way, save the date and make plans to join us for the women's ministry meeting Sunday, July 23rd. Immediately following service, we'll be sharing the vision for this ministry and our plans for the remainder of 2023. And also on Sunday, July 30th, we will host our annual back-to-school event for Shaw Elementary. Believe me, we hunt, we help hundreds of families, not just a couple. Uh, we need a we need as many of our church family to serve with us on that day and serve the students and family of Shaw Elementary. We'll have corporate worship at 9 a.m. and then head straight to Shaw right after that. Um, so come dressed in your way T-shirt, ready to serve on July. 30th. Is that all right with everybody? Because that's what we do. You could learn that new members class. Yes. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, the question is, and uh, Pastor Keith had spoke this um, in one of the last places when he had, was doing in a in a conference, they were asking, how do you connect with the lost people? Well, we connect by closing the doors of the church and then becoming the church. We actually close the doors on Sunday to reach the loss. Because if you go out on Saturday, you get a whole lot of people, oh no, I got a church home. Well, if on Sunday, if you have a church home, why are you not in church? 
Praise the Lord. It's all right. You don't have to answer that, but we got a church that's going to be open next week. All right. Praise the Lord. You can go ahead and join and become part right now. And look, we got a place for you to serve if you heard the message. Um, but last but not least, we got we got offering coming up right now. So you can go ahead and prepare that. You have some offering envelopes in the back of your uh, chair pockets. If not, you can raise your hand. One of the gentlemen ushers will go ahead and assist you with that. Um, here at the Way Church of Tampa Bay, we give it just like this. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse seven, and it's simply like this: You must decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Because I'm not going to pressure you. For God loves a cheerful giver. Right up there, there's so many different ways to give. You can give via Cash App at Way. Uh, the Way Church of TB, you can give on our website securely through PayPal, or you can mail it in. Also, it should be in the description online. Go ahead and prepare that. They'll be coming right now. This is not the moving of vision for it. This is just our regular general offering. If you have it to give, if you're giving online, giving via PayPal, whatever it may be. We thank God for everybody that did give on today. How, do, how many people know, if you've been in church long enough and maybe you've worked behind the scenes in church, uh, during the summertime is a hard time for churches because everybody go on vacation Everybody go and do whatever you and and look we want you to go on vacation We want you to do all those different things, but the church doors still do need to be open So uh, the blessing of you giving it does keep the doors of the church open and allows us to do those things We thank God for you. Go ahead. and Can you stand with me? I'm gonna go ahead and benedict right now Remember 15 minutes after that, please if you can stay For that important meeting and if you can, Miss Carla, it's, 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 you don't got to get up. We fine. I'm sorry. Can you? Oh, it's just a foot. All right. Praise the Lord. I'm glad you got to, Miss Carla. All right. As we bow our head and close our eyes, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for meeting us here. God, this word was for this body, but it really was for everybody. God, so we thank you right now. God, let us go ahead and attach our hand back to the plow. Let us get back to work. God, there's somebody out there that needs us to be serving. Every piece of the body, even those that feel as though they're weak, they're important. God, for the strong ones, give them more strength. God, let us be directed by you. In these next couple of weeks, God, please be with the first family. That we might have a successful pregnancy. That Pastor Keith is renewed and refreshed. That he might be able to come back in a way that... Um, can show us more about what you're saying to us as your people. God, he's already said it. This is your church. God, and so we're going to keep your church going. We're going to celebrate you. We're going to learn of you. And we're going to give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. And until we meet again, cover us in Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God said amen and amen again. Yeah. And thank you for all of our streaming. We'll catch you on next week. We're off. All right. Praise the Lord. For everybody else, give us 